How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Good Friday, everyone. It is Dom time. Just moments away from the Philadelphia public school students walking out. They want to continue their high math and reading scores on a pleasant day like this. I never wish for rain, but maybe just over Center City, a biblical flood for five minutes might be called for here. <laughs> you know, hailstone. No, I can't say that. None of that stuff. Come on, locusts. No, no, no. Can't have that. No. And the news now, the Washington Free Beacon, those obnoxious kids, among the most obnoxious I've ever seen, uh, we'll play you this one girl who led the charge in San Francisco of a walkout for Palestine, who researched for six hours unbiased resources. Dan had to put this cut together, and it told her Palestine is right, not Israel, and everything was justified. They are Soros back. The San Francisco-based Arab Resource and Organizing Center, a fiscally sponsored project of the George Soros-funded Tide Center, is the one that helped to organize these students and whose talking points they use. One wonders if the kiddos here in Philadelphia have any kind of adult guidance to be walking out. How's this guy just keep popping up? Well, we've said it many times, though. Look, if you're serious about these problems, rather than just bloviating against them, whenever we have a new speaker, the Republicans ought to be holding hearings on this, breaking people down, getting to the bottom of it. I mean, I I still resent the Republicans not dragging in the FBI agents in Richmond and telling them, you're going to testify 12 hours a day. There'll be three bathroom breaks. Make that two. There'll be uh, sandwiches that you eat at your place. And we're going to ask you over and over and over and over again why you were spying on Roman Catholics going to Latin masses. It's the same thing with Soros. Is he doing anything illegal? We just hear people bloviate about it, but we don't see anybody take a look at it. So... I, I can't say that Soros is needed to see these people at Penn screaming for Jewish blood. I think on their own, we saw them in city council yesterday, just completely out of control. They get their way. They're determined to get their way. They're anti-American more even than anti-Israel. All right, but I uh, want to start, though, with J.D. Vance, Hillbilly Elegy, very smart guy. 
J.D. Vance summarizing the Biden speech last night. And this is big stuff. Listen toward the end. He was on with Hannity of how he brings it all together. And they're out there all over the place today. They're all on talk shows. Democrats saying, listen, if you support Israel, you have to keep funding Ukraine. Vance charges Biden using dead Jewish babies to get more Iran funding, uh, Ukraine funding. Is there any flaw in that given? Well, even for Biden, this was disjointed and all over the place. Here's J.D. Vance breaking down Biden's speech last night. Right now, America doesn't need client states. We need real allies. And if the Europeans aren't going to step up and actually carry their fair share, they're not real allies. They're basically depending on our generosity. And right now, uh, Sean, we just can't afford it. And we can't support the weapons necessary to fight a two or, God forbid, a three front conflict if China invades Taiwan. We know right now, Sean, that there are artillery shells the Israelis need for their operation in Gaza that we have sent to the Ukrainians. Why have we allowed our industrial capacity, Sean, to get to the point where we don't make enough artillery shells to support our friends? And given that reality, why is Joe Biden going on national television and selling people on a Ukrainian escalation when Joe Biden is talking about the terrible tragedy in Israel? Whatever your view, Sean, on on Ukraine, it is a separate country and a separate problem. I think what the president did is completely disgraceful. If he wants to sell the American people on 60 billion more to Ukraine, he shouldn't use dead Israeli children to do it. It was disgusting. Now, that is uh, harsh criticism, but absolutely deserved. This is the new angle in this whole thing. Now, the Heritage Foundation broke it down, this whole uh, issue of Ukraine and Israel. You're going to hear nothing but that now for the next two weeks. That's where the pivot is with the media, with Biden, with the war machine, the Uniparty, and those who just keep hammering about more for Ukraine. The Heritage Foundation says, for starters, Israel is a democratic, historic U.S. partner, key ally in the Middle East, where Ukraine is still shedding Soviet-era corruption and is not a NATO partner. Ukraine is not a democracy or a democratic republic. Point two, U.S. assistance will exclusively be military in Israel. Provided with clear end goals in the mind of defeating terrorists and weakening Iran's influence. There are no clear goals in Ukraine. And they point out, despite having spent the equivalent of $900 for every U.S. household on Ukraine, the Biden administration has not articulated a clearly defined strategic case or an end goal. Remember that Monday after 60 Minutes of All Places said we've given them $25 billion for their small businesses and their first responders. Think about that. In Ukraine, not here, but in Ukraine. Point three, since the start of the Russia-Ukrainian war, conservatives have articulated the need to fund national security priorities, such as the rising threat of China. The assertion that America's focus on Ukraine has not come at the expense of other allies simply doesn't hold water. In January, the U.S. raided one of our major arms stockpiles in Israel, designed to support our allies in that region, and transferred 300,000 
150-millimeter shells to the war in Ukraine. It's becoming abundantly clear the U.S. has overcommitted resources and attention to Ukraine at the expense of allies like Israel and Taiwan. Congress should give the situation in Israel the separate debate and vote that it deserves. It's always something. It's always something here with Israel. The pivot point, though, J.D. Vance is right. Biden using dead Israelis, he said babies, but dead Israelis, to pivot toward more funding for Ukraine. A disjointed speech, even for Biden, constantly trying to bring that together to make the point that uh, you got to be, you can't be for one and not for the other. Now, look, with Israel, I'm not saying we should give Israel unlimited funding or anything like that. You're probably not either. But those are some key differences right there from the Heritage Foundation. I think they make a good case. But no, Ukraine funding on a speech about Israel. I mean, what else can you expect? But that's exactly. uh, Here is, um, and by the way, Britt Hume, watching him, Dan, break this down last night. What the hell happened to Britt Hume? It's crazy you say that because YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHG, as you're doing this analysis, yeah. um, Jimmy just wrote, everybody's so peeved at Brit Hume for praising Biden's terrible speech. It's like you guys are thinking similarly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But YouTube.com yes. slash at 1210WPHG. We're dining with Dom as we always are. Please like and subscribe us over there. Uh, Brit Hume, you know, goes off the reservation many times. I don't know what he's thinking. This was such a strong speech. It was Biden's best. Oh, my God. It was incredibly disjointed. I don't know what's up with Biden's chin all of a sudden, too. I've noticed yeah, it the last couple of days. There, you man. noticed it, too. No, yeah. I did, yeah. Did they replace him? It looks like something, some <laughs> kind of surgery has been done there. Yeah, you think so? Aboard the flight, are they fixing his chin? Or we have a chin <laughs> gap now? All right, Jim Jordan has lost worse oh. than before. Jeffries now uh, beats him by 16 votes currently. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the final vote. Uh, Fitzpatrick uh, and the Republicans from New York, they all switched their vote. That's Brian Fitzpatrick. Yes, switch his vote again. You know why these Republicans from New York are uh, voting against Jim Jordan? One of the major reasons, there's three or four of them. I'm not sure about Santos, but the others, Dan. Because in the past, people had that salt thing, meaning you have an outrageously taxed state like Jersey, New York, and you get money back from the federal government when you do your tax return based on how outrageous those taxes are. Trump, with that tax cut bill, said, nah, we're not doing that anymore. If New York and New Jersey want to tax people, we're not going to help them tax them to give them relief. Those people in New York, these Republicans, they don't like it that Jordan, small government, Jim Jordan is not going to uh, allow them to revive that. Then we got the Ukrainian woman. Then we got a bunch of them that basically said, no, they're trying to get even with Matt Gates." My goodness, the embarrassment, the damage they're doing to try to keep people moving um, forward with this election in 2024. Uh, yes. Victoria Sparks did actually vote for Jim Jordan this time. Around. Oh, okay. Uh, so going through the list of people yes. that are commonly on the Don Giordano program, Jeff Van Drew three times in a row, Jim Jordan, 
Uh, Scott Perry, three times in a row. Jim Jordan. Um, Wesley Hunt of Texas. Jim Jordan, the first two rounds, didn't vote the third round. You know what? That guy's a big mouth anyhow. Uh, Wesley Hunt. I know some conservatives like him. How Mm -hmm. do you not vote? You you should be kicked out if you don't vote. Come back in a month when you want to vote. One of the New Yorkers, Mark Molinaro, two rounds. Jim Jordan, third vote. Not Jim Jordan. Right. And and Tom Keene of New Jersey, two Jim Jordans, and then switches to Kevin McCarthy on the third vote. Another weasel, a weasel father, weasel rhino government over in Jersey. That's He's the Tom uh, Kane Jr. there because of the family name. And finally, as you heard just previously, Brian Fitzpatrick as well. Uh, all right. We hope to bring some of these people on because it does appear as if they're going to continue into the weekend. But Jim Jordan is falling shorter, uh, apparently, on each vote that we take. What are they going to do? They don't know. No one seems to know. All right, Angelo Cataldi is going to be here. He's got a uh, new book coming out in November. We'll get him back when it's out. But wanted to get him on. Philly's Fever. This is just a bump in the road. But there were several things uh, yesterday with the Phillies that are kind of interesting. And the Philadelphia Inquirer, Dan, wrong not only on Israel, but wrong on who they're blaming. They're blaming Kirkering. I didn't see Kirkering out there in the ninth inning, did you? Mm-mm. With Kimbrell, yeah. yeah. I didn't see Kirkering saying we're going to jump in their swimming pool if we win. Mm-hmm. You want to revive yeah. a, what appeared to be a dead team. <laughs> All right. Dan the Red might uh, square off against Angelo yeah. Cataldi and me. I know yeah, he's going to be on my side on that. You don't think Angelo would be in favor of us, you know, hopping in that pool? I don't think so. We'll be A-OK, though. Yeah. Are you feeling worried? Uh, slightly here. I, uh, I'm amazed too. How do we get Major League Baseball to a point? This is right before the World Series. And the Phillies are pitching like a half of a bullpen game tonight. And I think the Diamondbacks are pitching an entire bullpen game. How did that happen? Yeah. That they can't trust a starter or have a starter. It's amazing. And Looks I, like we'll be starting off with Sanchez for a couple innings and switching over to Tawan Walker at some point. Oh, right? man. Yeah. That's that's when, wow, yeah. a rusty Tawan Walker. Yeah. Woo. And the, uh, the the strike calling and ball calling yesterday, man. What the heck was yeah. going on? A lower lower uh, success percentage than Angel Hernandez. Yeah. It's not yeah. Angel Hernandez, that guy that's become a villain right. here in Philadelphia, but it's it's worse. Yeah, a bit of concern. I mean, if they win today, then it's over, I think, still, but uh, a bit of concern. All right, here are the phone lines. I'll give you the side question, too. You can get in. 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. All right, so yesterday was Chicken and Waffles Day. I've never had chicken and waffles. I like waffles a lot. Homemade ones. Yeah, really good ones. But chicken and waffles seems like an odd combination, right? It is. It's, it's popular it in the South. It seems like it, but it's so good. I don't know what it is. It's like the sweet and savory. They come yeah, together. It might be. It's All such right. an odd, odd thing. Then though. there's the Waffle House. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're looking for odd couples, odd combinations. All right. So an odd combination could be people, food. It could be uh, anything that you. Uh... By the way, Dan, are we the only news outlet in town that hasn't gotten Wawa pizza? Gone to the street, fed people, and asked them about it. 
W-H-Y-Y did it. it now, uh, too. BillyPenn.com. The Philadelphia Inquirer did it now. Oh. And guess what? When you give people free pizza, they say, oh, this isn't bad. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, oh yeah. I don't understand. I was working at a comedy club where we had pizza that would sit under a heat lamp for like five yeah. hours at a time. And people yeah. seemed to enjoy it solely because it was free. Yeah, exactly right. So I get it. Two o'clock in the morning, you may not be able to get a pizza in Philadelphia. Wawa was doing it then. But why are you getting a Wawa pizza with 100 pizza places around? Maybe in Florida it makes sense. Uh, yeah, you're right, though. Like, yeah. If you live in Philadelphia, every two corners there's a pizza shop. Yeah, we could fill up phone lines for weeks of people that say, no, this pizza is superior to you. I'm thinking of uh, asking Greg about a pizza uh, eating thing, uh, you know, dispense with a little bit of money. You and I go out and we'll deem somebody <laughs> the best pizza. We have some fun with it, but, oh, my God, Wawa Pizza. All right, so uh, I'm going to take off the board Bert and Ernie, kind of Oscar and Felix as the uh, yeah. as the uh, yeah. origin for it. Um, I don't have a food at this point. I'll let that open, but how about you? Um, I'm going to take uh, a combination of foods that I just don't get. It's very popular, though, uh, but it's a very odd couple. Maisie loves it. It's the new trend of kale with any kind of fruit in a smoothie. You, you throw kale together with, right. uh, say, banana. It's a very odd couple, but for some reason, people think it tastes good. It does not taste good, I promise you. I've had it, like, 30 times, and it gets worse every time I try it, I feel. Oh, I like kale. Put some ginger in there. That's oh, the kale. No. If you want a smoothie that's helpful... You go with kale. kale no, it's is not. It. It's not. No, it's not cool. Also, I'll take uh, the combination: an odd couple of avocado on toast. Uh, yeah, I don't it, get that. No, it yeah. does. Maisie had it for breakfast this morning. I'm like, why? It's it's mush on mush. You know, it's well. Not only that, you know how strange of a fruit the avocado is, right? Yeah. Oh, one day you can maybe eat. Oh, wait till the next day, and overnight, nope, can't eat it anymore. Yeah, they're like uh, very finicky. They are. They're like the people that eat them. Yeah, exactly. All right, so hit his. I'm going to take that. a people couple off too. Yesterday, we had a money melody of Moby right. with his song uh, for uh, Bryce Harper. Back in 2001, he dated Natalie Portman. I don't know if you've ever seen Moby, but he's a bald guy with glasses. Very odd, yeah. strange person. And right. Natalie Portman, at that time especially, was like on fire. Uh, and it'd be a very strange uh, celebrity couple there. Yeah, she's a bit overrated now, I would say. Yes. Okay. 855-839-1210. Give us that strange combination and... Are you in the camp that says, oh, if you're for Israel, you have to give another $100 billion or whatever it is to Ukraine? Can you imagine the audacity of that last night? This is going to be a speech. What's happened in Israel? I'm just back. Now, Odyssey. as Zelensky would say, and still, has it worn off this just fascination with Zelensky? Give me a break. We've done enough for Ukraine. Oh, and the word investment. It's an investment. This is one of our biggest investments. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Tom Giordano Show, 855-839-1210. Jim Jordan is falling repeatedly shorter with each vote. Biden requests uh, $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel. Even the $14 billion for Israel, I think don't think I'd vote for that. I think that's on the high side. I think it's on an as-needed basis here. You know, if there is this conflagration of Iran, Israel, the Hezbollah, and then the other front in Gaza. But that seems high. But $60 billion more. And I broke down the differences between Israel and Ukraine. But using, using what we've seen all week plotting, this is how we're going to get the Ukraine money. It is just uh, stunning to me. All right, 855-839-1210. We have calls out to uh, all the Congress people we usually get on. See if they'll come on today as the voting continues with Jim Jordan. But I told you, these uh, these New York guys, they don't like it because he's not on board. You remember that big debate with a lot of people over in Jersey. You pay this enormous amount, and then you were able to get an enormous amount off your federal income tax. And it took the pressure off Jersey, New York, and these others. They continue to tax people at that rate, and a cap was put on it during that Trump tax cut. These guys think Jim Jordan won't budge on that. No, he's small government. You want to live in New Jersey, New York? I'm sorry. They're going to tax you. They're progressives, and that's it. Other people shouldn't have to pay for it. Heck, we live in Philadelphia, Dan and I. Well, I don't know. Dan's escaping from Philadelphia I'm leaving. to New Jersey. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. I got to think about that. Escape from Philadelphia to New Jersey. Yeah. I don't think Maisie playing that I'll tunnel. Spend far too much time here still, though. There was no tunnel available to the suburbs, so they <laughs> escaped to another high-tax haven. They were uh, very nice enough to install that helipad on top of the station. Oh, though. okay. Yeah. Well, I think Philadelphia's going to get marginally better. Although I have a story today, Philadelphia giving a $1 million grant to Germantown to have people write poems that will be put up in public oh, that's to, work. to mitigate gun violence. Yeah, that's a, that's a solution. What are the odds that the first night we have some yo-yo fire 60 rounds into it? You can't make this stuff up. It is a fantasy world here in Philadelphia. Mayfair put up some uh, statues uh, that were calling... Like, attention to what Mayfair right. was at one point, and then they were up for, like, two weeks before they got spray-painted, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think David O. or Sherelle Parker would go down that path, but uh, 
So, I'm so, little... so you're telling me a $1 million grant has been given to this? Yeah, yes, this? from the city of Philadelphia. A million dollars? Yeah. A million bucks. No more foot patrols, no more crackdowns. Put I, I'm up just, poetry verse. Because I'm married to an accountant, I really want to see the accounting on this million dollars. Like, yeah. Is there like a brainstorm session for $600,000 for the poems to use? It's, uh, is a paint $20,000 yeah, a gallon? The inquiry is a little bit uh, on light. I think a lot of it is the uh, infrastructure of putting up the artwork, if you will. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. You know, it's not just a yes. day job to go there and paint a stencil. I was uh, a little bit off here. It's uh, 105 billion. Now I'm not sure. I saw the 40 billion, 16 billion, but it's 105 in total billion dollars more. But the lion's share is for Ukraine. Uh, let's go to uh, Richard in Westchester. Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Richard. Hola. Hi. Um, I have I have a question for the soccer moms of the surrounding counties of Philadelphia. Was abortion, that single issue of abortion, was it worth it to come out en masse to vote for your single issue? And now we have a four, four-man four majority in the House of Representatives and can't get a damn thing done, and we look like idiots. But I hope abortion, for the single issue women out there, really did it for them. Well, uh, well Richard, I, I'll answer that for them. And d- deep down, they would say, yes, it is worth it, Richard. This is what we're up against. The woman who uh, today nominated their second or third in command on the Democrat side, Hakeem Jeffries, I was watching the speech. People were nodding off. And then she said he's 100 percent for our reproductive rights. There was a standing ovation. So face it, as crazy as it is, Republicans have to do a better job mitigating this. Otherwise, we're going to get it again. Well, how about how about the voter out there? What is the responsibility of the voter to get their head out of their dark recess and yeah. actually see what's going on in front of them? Well, look, I'm in agreement with you, but I uh, mean, place some blame on the candidates, can you, please? Well, like, I, well, I, I, Mastriano, like, like yeah. blaming the voters is just yeah. going to distance them even further here. It's like, the... well, but it is true, though. I, well, Mastriano, uh, Richard, on that one, you know, that's that's kind of a destructive candidate of the year. Of the decade. Thank you, Richard, very much. Uh, I mean, that, well, I wasn't trying I to get your justification there. I wanted to hear from Richard. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I agree on that. And he bled into the Oz Fetterman race, but they voted for Fetterman to be a reliable vote for abortion. They don't care. He's stumbling, bumbling, radicalism, etc. They were voting on abortion. With Mastriano, it's just the destruction of that man. And it's the people at the state level who didn't have the guts to step up and stop him, to declare an endorsement for somebody early on. That might have headed him off of the pass. It is one of the, there should be a book there of the damage this maniac has caused. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Ken in Percocy. Hey, Ken, afternoon. Hey, guys, how you doing? Great show. Thank you, Ken. Um, Real quick, just to piggyback off of what you said about candidates, you know, we haven't had great candidates who, com- who could communicate in such a long time. But I'm calling for this question, and here's where my concern is. So I grew up in Bidenstown of Scranton. <laughs> right. There was a there's a big ammunition plant up there, um, and I it used to be big. When I go up there to visit, there's really not a lot of action going on. And here's my question. Yeah, we shouldn't be spending this money, but where the hell are we getting the materials from to make all the combat stuff we need? 
and send it yeah. over everywhere. I mean, that's no one's talking about it. I'm like, well, okay. I mean, over the years we've been shutting down, you know, facilities for you know military and everything else. It's like, how are we going to be able to produce this? Because you're right. If we have to go fight on different fronts, that's really become scary. Then. Yeah, in, in relative peacetime, we have uh, quite a shortage right now. All right, Richard, I mean, Ken, do you have a uh, combo? Do you have an odd combination? I actually I actually don't. So, yeah, All right. I appreciate it. Well, thanks you guys the, have a good day. Thanks for the call, Ken. Can I take have a big a nice one off weekend. the board? Yeah, go ahead, uh, yeah. Because this is one that we should have taken off from the start uh, yeah. because it's a, it's a game winner here. Uh, pineapple on pizza. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, yeah. It's like a stereotype. Anybody can uh, go yeah. with that one. You know, that, uh, it's like yes. a biblical answer there. Without a doubt. Um, here's a little snippet, Dan, and I may only play a minute or so of it at this point. Angelo Cataldi in the On Deck Circle. Uh, here's an example of what we're facing with this rabid mob supporting Palestine. This will be cut six. This is from yesterday's council hearing in which they did pass a resolution condemning Hamas. They just have it in their head, though, no matter what you say, they're going to overrun you, they're going to shout you down. And this one woman was from some various Jewish group here. She was having none of it. Here's how it sounded. Uh, Real quick, before we go to this guy, I just want to get this in there. Uh, Jammed in meetings. uh, He's going to try to hop on Brian Fitzpatrick. uh, But he said he voted for Jim multiple rounds. He can't get there. Time to empower McHenry. Okay, so he's, he's going to try to get he's on. Try to get on. With All right, so. some point today we hope to bring you Brian Fitzpatrick. Sorry to cut you okay. off. Okay, yep. Here's your clip. Councilman Johnson, Councilman Driscoll, and all of you today voting on Resolution 230706 for your support of Israel and for standing together with the Jewish community in this profoundly dark moment. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, folks. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, it can't be one-sided. All right. Everybody gets a chance to speak. All right. Respect the speaker, regardless of their regardless of their perspective. Just ask you to respect the speaker. That Go ahead. I'm sorry. Please is, proceed. Is standing with Israel against Hamas, a terrorist regime, and with the Jewish community confirms my unending pride for being a Philadelphian. No, no. As a Jew, I am grateful that you understand the significance of Israel as the ancestral homeland of the Jewish people for more than 2,000 years and recognize Israel's unequivocal right to defend herself against Hamas's terrorist attacks. All right, it's enough for now, Dan. So you, you get it, saying the Jews belong in Israel. The mob, that's, that's you know, it burns. They Triggered. Triggered. This is what they do. They should have been cleared from the room earlier on. Get them out of there. They're not there to go back and forth on anything. All right, Angelo Cataldi is with us. Got a new book coming out. Not Get quite him out. out yet. Get him out of here. <laughs> not, not quite out yet, but we'll ask him about your fighting fills and the Eagles. And are we seeing a new kind of sports fan that is not critical of the teams? What does he think about that, Dan? No one was more critical, I think, when justified. He's next. Dana Carvey and David Spade here. You might know our podcast, Fly on the Wall. We decided to do a spinoff called Superfly, and it's fun. It's just two of us riffing on current events, pop culture. Maestro (laughs) is an Oscar-nominated movie Bradley Cooper's in, and I'm sure it's a perfect, quality, well-done movie, but it looks a little boring. Honestly, (laughs) I fell asleep during the billboard. (laughs) Listen to and follow Superfly on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 
We need that book before Thanksgiving. I know, just in time for Christmas. It's the day before my birthday, and I'm yes. telling it. If you're listening right now, this is a great birthday gift for me. So, uh, oh, okay, I'll write that down. Oh, okay, you're going to do it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maisie, uh, let me check that box off. All right, it's out on November 28th. Angelo Cataldi, loud. How a shy nerd came to Philadelphia and turned up the volume in the most passionate sports city in America, which it is. But as it changed, where it's passionate, but they don't say anything negative about the teams. Maybe that's uh, Angelo needs to come back for some of that stuff. Angelo, congratulations. We haven't read it yet, but just the title alone. Where did you come up with that? Thank you, Dob. It's uh, not really that complicated. I <laughs> for thirty for thirty three years I yelled and screamed, uh, but I didn't realize it would be this newsworthy because the Phillies fans have kind of taken over the baseball world right now with the way they're reacting to the team. So, uh, but it is different, Dom. I got to be honest with you. Like, yeah, it's not as negative. Like the I think. You know, WIP, the people that work there who engineered this thing about giving Trey Turner a, a, a standing ovation when he was making $300 million and playing awful, that would not be within my normal repertoire. <laughs> I can imagine it would be ordering the Dirty 30 to storm the field and kidnap Trey Turner. That's until a he out of McNabb when he's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, look, and, you know, I, I get the part, Angel. You know what's interesting, though? Uh, the rest of the team has said, and athletes, in my experience, never say stuff like this. It bolstered them. That's the weird yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, if I was there this year, I would have done everything I could to sabotage this thing and therefore <laughs> probably would have hurt the team. So, you know, I, I'm on the sidelines now and I'm going down. Well, I definitely picked the right time to get out because you know, this dinosaur is out of the picture now. New people are in making good decisions. And I I have to respect what they're doing, although, man, would I have looked like an idiot. I would have done everything I could to sabotage it. Well, And here they are. They're yeah, going to the World Series. You know that. They're oh, going. without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And, Angelo, it's more than that. There's something about this team. And I turn to you. I got some theories. The fans have changed. But it is yes. an all-time team. We were talking. It's such a big story here, even in talk radio, politics aside. We were talking about it somewhat yesterday. The only one I remember embraced like this were the Broad Street Bullies. I don't think the yeah. 93 Phillies for a while they were. And then people tired of them. We kind of learned what they were really about. You covered it. I think you were actually yep. there for that. Is there another team that is embraced quite no. like the Phillies? You you nailed it. It, it is. 73 to 75, the two championship flyer team. And and the love, the bond that was created with the city then, even though I wasn't here, was that they were this rough, fighting, blue collar. They reflected the city so well. I, I don't think you can necessarily say that about the Phillies this year. I mean, there, there are a lot of guys on there making unbelievable amounts of money. But they really, it's just, I can't figure last year out. In this book, I'm trying to figure out, Dom, how in September last year, early September, Al Morgani and I are talking about the Phillies, and he goes, man, they can't even get 30,000 people to come to these games. It's a pennant race. And and then they got 35,000, and they got it on a, a, a dollar 
dog night. They were selling hot dogs for a buck, right? We went, and Al said on the air, well, all they got to do is give hot dogs away for a buck the rest of the year, and they'll get people in. And within two weeks, Tom, they're selling every seat out. They got a new level of volume in that place, and I still can't figure that out. I've been studying the crowds. I got a lot of time on my hands now. They seem younger. They seem different. It seems like baseball. More women, too. More women. You're right. More women. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, it seems like they've come. We always were thinking, well, maybe this is the last generation, our generation, that loved baseball. No. They're coming around now, people in their 20s and 30s, men and women, and they're showing more energy. And good for them. I'm, you know, time marches on. But that's, I'm still trying to figure out how that all happened last year. Uh, I don't know either. I would say that the key to a lot of this, and Angelo, you are, you know, Eagles consume you when you were on the air. But you are one of the preeminent baseball guys. You know, baseball's not, you see this team rivaling the Philadelphia Eagles who are bigger than ever because of Harper. Yeah. Harper is a seminal figure in Philadelphia sports. He is. He's the man, all right? He's uh, uh, more than Hurts, more than anybody on the Eagles, even, yeah, even more than Kelsey to a degree because when Harper's at the plate, now they're afraid to pitch to him. Dumb. They don't even want to see this guy. And he is such a leader. I mean, the way he just he has taken the rest of the team and made them tougher. He, they, they now appear to embrace big moments because he does and look there aren't many people that get the kind of contract he did and you could say it's a bargain but that was the biggest move that turned the Phillies back around and gave us another great run it was Harper Harper's the key to it and Harper is what I I think this is the year because you know I had 132 seasons that I was uh, <laughs> if you can include the four protein <laughs> and I got two championships. So I would like to think that the first year I leave Dom, they get two more, the Phillies and the Eagles. And I go, oh, my God, I was the problem. Uh, that's, uh, you know what, I, I'm writing that article right now. Well, you know, control group, Angelo Cataldi's not there, and we're winning. The Flyers are doing better. Well, the Sixers kind of put the damper on that. but uh, A little. Angelo, but, you get, know, get, you never know. Give us from the book, but certainly we want to have you back and really go into detail. Sure. Are there any feuds in the book? And if so, who's the biggest oh. feud? Is it you and Howard Eskin or you and someone else? <laughs> There's a whole chapter of feuds, <laughs> and, I had to, and I had to cut a lot out. Oh, yeah. Uh, writing a memoir like this now makes you really look at yourself and see some of the imperfections. And nobody was better at holding a grudge, right? But the best one, my number one feud, and has even got a new story attached to it, my number one feud was Gabe Kapler. Because I hated the guy the whole time. So listen to this. So a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I are taking a vacation to Napa Valley. We're going wine taste, right? Mm. And we fly into Frisco. And I don't know why, but the uh, the GPS sends us right past Safeco Field, home of the San Francisco Giants, 
and manager Gabe Kaplan. I mean, literally, <laughs> we are driving right past the main office oh, of the Giants. And I say to and I say to my wife that bleep bleep Kapler is in there right now. It's the last <laughs> week of the season. We get to the hotel and big bulletin, Gabe Kapler. Oh fired. God, yes. And all I could think is, wouldn't it have been amazing if he looked out the window while they were firing him and saw my smiling face drive by? How great would that have been? Oh, well, look, I admire a grudge. I mean, mine would be Larry Krasner. It's an obvious thing here, too, wherever uh, I yeah. am, you know. Yeah. Uh, that well, might take a, a while. It's yeah. true. Dom, it's the same thing. In the line of work that I was in, you are in, I like to respect people who are honest, who tell the truth. Gabe Kapler never said a word publicly that even he believed. He just, the only purpose of us, of the media, of the conduit to the fans was to placate a player or kiss some other uh, administration's butt. He was, he didn't ever tell the truth, not even his truth. And I, I hated him for it. I had to interview him every week for three oh, years. I remember. I, it was torture. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got into the fight with him. I get in the big fight with him. I re I actually reprinted. The, the fight I had with him oh, in the book God. because it got me national attention. It was like, I don't want national attention for this. This guy is a jackass. That's the only thing I was trying to say. So, yeah, he and Andy Reid and, and Kurt Schilling, there were so many. I, I swear to God, when I wrote a list of them, there were like 50. And most of the people that I are on this feud list still hate me. Well, that's good. I, I, by the way, I admire that with Andy Reid. I had a feud with him. Yep. A guy set me up for an interview at the Mormon Tabernacle oh. Choir right here oh. in Philadelphia. And I saw yep. what you went through. I asked a question. I was trying to be deferential. And yep. he got crazy at the Mormon yep. Tabernacle Choir. My Awful God. guy. Yeah. The biggest fraud in pro sports <laughs> is Andy Reid. He's doing these lovable commercials. If you knew the real Andy <laughs> Reid, you wouldn't believe it. How did he pull this off? Oh my goodness! Well, we have to do, we have to do. And I want to put your baseball hat on for a moment. Look, uh, Rob Thompson, I get it. Long season, trust in your players. But how did we? All right, I've, I don't accept, but I see it. Schwarber as a leadoff hitter is ridiculous. But Alec yeah. Bohm batting fourth behind Harper when they're not pitching to him. Right. How do we explain this stuff? It's not. Uh, he's Thompson. I'm trying to understand Thompson. He's an old school baseball guy, and he's made a lot of great moves. Don't get me wrong, but uh, having a bone fourth is ridiculous. He's not hitting. Yeah, you got to put maybe Castellano, somebody in there who is hitting, who will keep the pitcher honest and have to pitch to Harper. You're 100 percent right about that. Schwarber needs to be in a more of an RBI spot in the lineup. Um, but last night, Kirkering, um, a rookie, you got all these guys who throw 100 miles an hour down there, and you got a slider pitcher coming in in a huge spot, 1 1. Mm -hmm. I, I, and, you know, I, I kind of I was screaming. I got a whole bunch of emails. People still complain to me. And they were going, what? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still a sounding board for all the negative people of Philadelphia sports. <laughs> 
Well, and uh, we all, why is that kid in now? No. Exactly. Go with, go it, with somebody who's been there. Angelo, oh. it is so great, and I can hardly wait. The book, November 28th, we can pre-order now, all right. right? Hold on. No, there's a couple of things. All right, so the book is loud. It is, you can pre-order it on Amazon now. It is scheduled November 28th. I have some already, and I am selling them personalized. I will autograph them at AngeloCatali.com. So if you go there, you could order ah, it for okay. your wow. producer, and I can, I'll write whatever you want in it. And I'm telling you, Dom, it's, uh, it's 33 years uh, in 286 pages. It, uh, it was a lot of fun to write. I hope you like it. I really uh, do. Nobody made Philadelphia, and you're right. It is the most passionate and probably knowledgeable I mean, when you're yeah. talking third-string quarterback of the Eagles, like <laughs> six months before the season, that's sports yeah. talk. Um, can I get a response yeah. from Angelo Go from ahead. this David yeah. Sampson guy? Because yeah. I know if okay. you're on air, you'd be playing this back. Angelo, David Sampson was a former uh, GM or president oh, of the Marlins, yeah. and he went on with Stu Gotts or Dan Lebetard recently and, and had some yeah. things to say about Philadelphia fans. And I just wanted Angelo Cotardi response to what this guy said. Uh, he, here's what he said. Can't stop their offense. And as for Philly fans – I can't stand him. Thank and I'm you. sorry, we're on a national show. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say it. But as a guy who was in the NL East for 18 years, it is absolutely ridiculous. What Merrill Kelly did, he shouldn't have done. Don't poke the bear mm. by saying it's louder at Marlins Park. I get that. But let me tell you, in Philly, there were years when they were not in the playoffs. And it's quiet. And they're grumpy. Yep. And they're rude. And it's Empty, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden it's a bunch of front runners who are going crazy and cheering. They're not even in the top five fan bases in all of baseball. We're in the top five fan bases. Oh, yeah. right? <laughs> all right, uh, let me just start. All right, this is how angry I heard that comment. All right, it, it was sent to me. Um, I had um, my literary agent, Cindy Webster, tried to get me on Dan Lebatard's show. <laughs> So I could point out, this is a show based in Miami, and David Sampson was, uh, first he ran the Expos, and they got so few fans, they had to move to to Florida, where they got, this guy is being brought on as an authority on fans, where this guy (laughs) couldn't draw anybody. They fleeced the, the state of Florida and the city of Miami out of over $2 billion to build that stadium, and they can't fill half of it. And he's telling us about fans? Really? Oh, I would love to get a shot at them. They, they're not returning my, response, you know, my, uh, my request to come on because uh, I would like to school them in what real fans are like. Because, man, Miami, Florida is the worst pro sports <laughs> state in America. How dare he say that? Absolutely. This is why I miss you so much, uh, We do tremendously. So we got to get on this once the book's ready to go. We'll be ready to go here, Angelo. Thank you, as always. And uh, Philly's in what, five? Uh, Yeah, probably. But uh, wherever, I think they want to, yeah, they might come back here for six and do it here. But they will do it probably here. I want it here. It will be more fun here so we can get David Sampson to tell us how bad the fans are again. (laughs) And just a note for listeners, Michael on Twitter says, listening to Angelo, Dom, one of the best interviews I've ever heard between anybody was between Angelo and Kapler when it got heated. Go back and listen to it. Absolutely great. Absolutely. Thanks, Ange.
Hey, my pleasure, Dom. Anytime. All right. We'll catch up soon. Angelo Cataldi here. We got to do something big with this book. Uh, great stuff. Uh, and uh, Philly's story is, uh, well, the standing ovation thing, you know. I, I just think uh, not booing Trey Turner would have been a response. Just, you know, polite. If he gets a big hit, standing ovation. Not right out of the box. All right, 855-839-1210. You get on board. Don't forget the side question. Give us that unusual combo, food or people, given uh, chicken and uh, waffles and chicken day yesterday. Uh, Coming up, we got a lot of people uh, stopping by, but uh, President Biden's speech last night, fraudulence. Supposed to be about Israel? Nope. 90% of it, 80% of the critical part. Money for Ukraine. A report from the Israeli morgue on the people that were savaged by these animals from uh, Gaza. Not all Palestinians, i got to say, of course. I'm not even going to say the savagery of the raping, as far as the details on it, of what they found. It is uh, mind-boggling. Not that that should be the case. You know, with me, if you murder someone, I don't care if you do it gently or not, you murder them. But for some people, they need to understand... That this wasn't the brutality that sometimes happens in war and outlier, right? This was the plan. This is the strategy. This is what they wanted to do en masse. And if I see one more of those hang glider idiots, if you put a hang glider on anything, you are just an animal. You may differ with Israel. But in what universe? Oh, I'm getting off on the hang gliders. That's it. They hang glided into Israel to savage people. So clever. So clever. Stay off social media then. You're even worse than you can imagine. Look in the mirror. Dom Giordano. Weekdays, noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210. WPHD. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.